0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode two of the South Bank Spectacle with me, Alex Russell. And I'm Harry Cooper. I'm a special guest in Ed Watson. What would you like to say, Ed?
1: Uh, well, my name's Ed Watson, uh, and I am chairman of South Bank Quarco, the club.
0: And how did you get yourself into that role? How did you uh, join the club?
1: Well, let's answer the second question first, which is probably why I, how I managed to get into the club. Um, the answer being. Uh, I was very lucky. Um, I left the army in 1992 and I was looking for a club to join and a mate of mine who was at college with me at the time uh, mentioned that there was this great club in Dulwich that I should go and play for. Uh, I turned up, I met Colin, Colin let me play Um, and uh, that was really the beginning of a 27 year now um, time with the club
2: as you mentioned you've been here for 27 years what kept you at the club so long
1: Uh, well I suspect you'd probably want me to mention Colin here Um, and yes Colin has been a factor of staying at the club I did actually have a bit of a um, uh, time away from the club for about three or four years I played up in in Wandsworth uh, during the sort of crisis years of the club Um, but I I came back because it really was the only club that I felt um had a great ground had um actually did have some good people in it and at the time it was Colin and Doug who were had rescued the club um and there were uh, some of my old mates were still playing here at uh, Southbank so I I came back and um spent a glorious season in the 6s with Ralph Salter and Wazza. And uh, uh, Andy Jard and a number of other old um, favourites with the club.
0: <laughs> so in those 27 years, how far could you say the club has progressed?
1: Well, we did have a really rough period uh, where we effectively ran out of players. Um, the uh, And the club nearly went to the wall. And luckily we had Colin and Doug there who kept us together. And we merged with Quarco. Um, and I, so I suppose since our merger with Quarko we've just um, started from quite a low low point. We've gone from strength to strength.
2: Obviously, over the last 27 years, you've obviously watched the club grow um, strength to strength. Um, just in recent years, what have you made it a grow for the club?
1: Well, I think we did go through a, another sort of secondary crisis after um, about four or five years ago, where the club was losing a lot of money. Um, the player strength on a day-to-day basis, i match match days, was was very very variable, um, and and really it just came down to the way that the the club felt about itself. It wasn't really a club. It was. A bunch of individuals who felt that the club um, was convenient and was a was a that the club needed them, uh, and so a bunch of us got together mainly uh, key people like uh, Lawrence Collins, who's never he's not at the club anymore, um, Toff, uh, Colin again, uh, and I think we took the decision that it was better to have three teams of players that really wanted to play and belong to a club and be part of a club and to treat the club the way it should be, Than have the six teams that we had at the time who were really just, I mean, really just taking the mickey a bit out of the club. And so we took the quite brave decision to make it much more club-centred, as in its our, we are all, all of us as individuals, very, very lucky to be members of such a... A brilliant and friendly and sociable and successful club, uh, and we should never get away from that. And the club should be structured like that. Uh, and uh, it was quite a brave step at the end, uh, at the beginning, because I think people felt um, that that we might fault as a result, because all the players would go away and play for clubs where they were the centre of attention. Um, I think we took, I particularly, in particular, took my leave from old Palmitarians who'd gone through exactly the same sort of um, problem, and it it turned out that actually people did want to belong to a a club, and and we switched the whole thing around, and the last four, five, six years, in fact, um, player strengths have consistently gone up, player quality has consistently gone up, I think the vibe in the club now is the best that I've, ever seen it it's sociable people want to be part of it um the the greatest thing i'm sure toff will agree is that people now uh, are chasing us to give us the uh, match fees and the and the club registrations whereas in the old days it was completely the other way around (laughs) and i think that's a great measure the other thing that i think that has turned around a lot is um i I would like to say our youth policy, but I don't think we've actually got one. I <laughs> no, um, don't know. <laughs> and particularly in the sevens and, and the sixes, um, there's a lot of youth coming through who hopefully at some stage I'm looking at you guys will <laughs> yeah. be taking over from us old blacks.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite refreshing to see the youth that you know, that instead of being out partying on a Saturday they can, you know, devote their time and, and commit to a club which is um it's refreshing to see.
2: Also, just talking about young players, what advice would you give to young players in the sevens right now to go on higher as well into like the threes, maybe in the fours in future years?
1: Well, I think um, there are some real old-fashioned values which count a lot in football. Um, to uh, teamwork, for instance, working with your team, um, turning up week in week out makes a big big difference to how well you do within a club and is the basis of our club is that we can depend on people I think the other thing that's really useful is particularly in the sevens there's some old colleges in there like Toff and Tony uh, and you know what there's a lot to learn from people like that about how to play particularly uh, in amateur football but also what it takes to, to be a good team uh, and so I think again one of the fundamental things that's really great about this club is that we have mixtures of old people and young people in, in each team, and you know, us old people we need the young people to run around and do the work, of course, <laughs> yeah. like you guys, um. But I but I hope that the old people provide the um the knowledge and the experience that yeah. helps people go progress. And there's a ton of people in in the I mean, I, I I mentioned one earlier, um, Dino. he's, he's a Small young lad, he's learning every single um, game. He's a completely changed person from when he first turned up in the club. And I can see him going a long way. If he keeps going the way that he is, turning up for training, learning off other people, um, getting better at the game.
0: So we uh, we spoke about the progression of the club in the last 27 years you've been here. Um, Is there anything that you wish had changed or maybe been different? Well,
1: I think... I'm reasonably happy with the way that the club has progressed and improved. I mean, I think with all of these things, one of the big challenges is that um, it is finances. I mean, it would be great to be sponsored by yeah. somebody, but in a way, that makes it too easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, mean, yeah. so I think that we've got where we are by remem- remembering what, what it is that we're trying to do, as in be a club, a club of people who have a similar interest, and that similar interest is a fantastic game of football. Uh, and through having that similar interest, we're, we're driven to make the thing better, probably on a shoestring.
2: Ed, you've bounced around the sixes and sevens this season. Um, what have you made the their seasons respectively?
1: Well, clearly I'd like to be playing a little higher, probably <laughs> deservedly, second team or first team level, but I can't seem to impress the captains. Um, I would just summarise my time in the sixes and sevens this year and it's been an absolute pleasure. I started off in the sevens and I think one of the key things that um, I've taken away from a seven season, apart from the fact it's been very successful, as we are in in second place in the division and, and flying and good chance of being promoted this season, um, I think the thing that and, and again i 'd like to take all all credit for it <laughs> uh, is that um being that the sevens are probably the biggest representative team at um training and have been for most of the season um they're starting to play some really quite nice football it 's not like old the old days when the sevens used to boot and run um I think now there's a bit more um of a, a structured play bit of passing, bit of development of space, development of possession, which is quite mature I think for a, a seventh team and, and that's probably why they're getting the results that they're getting. In terms of the sixes, I again the sixes are way better than I've ever seen the sixes before. And their passing game is really good. Um and there's and also they developed some players in there that um I really like because they sort of somewhat similar to me. Like, uh, you know, one of my favourite players of all time in the Premiership is is um, Vieira. Uh, yeah. And you know, one of the players that for me is quite similar, not in terms of skill, but in terms of uh, commitment <laughs> to the tackle and the commitment to defensive midfield is is Bo, who really is quite a key player in that side. Yeah um but the team work in that team is exceptional the attitude uh the working together is exceptional and they've they did really well in the cup should if somebody hadn't missed a penalty I <laughs> me um still be in the cup um and uh they've been very unlucky in the league but I think Past few games show that they should be in the top half, probably yep. top three or four, easily. Yeah, uh, and I think particularly if they get a good result tomorrow, they will challenge for a for a for a promotion at the very least. Yeah, they definitely gave the league leaders two very very tough games. One of which was a draw, and one of which really we should have won. Um, I, I, I put it down to uh, crowd participation as to why we did. Well, <laughs> we were clearly walloping <laughs> until the crowd turned up. Uh, and then we had, had, a, had a few difficulties and, and altercations with the crowd. Um, but six is, is, is a good side. It's a good side and, and deserves to do well.
0: If you had to make a culmination and make a five-a-side tie out of the, five, the sixes and sevens, who would it be?
1: A, five-a-side, a team.
0: five-a-side team between sixes and sevens who you've played with this season.
1: A five? What one five-a-side? Yeah, team. just
0: one five-a-side team.
1: Um. Well, clearly they. Uh. Yeah, that would be tough. Um. That is really tough because there's there's so many. I I think the. I think the the take-home message from my time with the sixes and sevens this year is one of the things that makes them good is there aren't really any superstars yeah yeah uh and so the team has developed as a team rather than as a a superstar or two supported by a bunch of um sixes and sevens players and for me that is the ideal team um but also this makes it really difficult to actually pick out the players that you'd want in a -a five-a-side team i mean there are I mean, clearly, you'd want Connor probably in it because uh, he can play everywhere and he's got a, the touch of a
0: Connor's of a Small
1: God, he's vibes. Okay, damn, why can't yeah. have him then? No, <laughs> um, sorry, Connor, for mentioning you in the sixes. <laughs> um, so then, no, then I'm completely stymied.
0: Oh, so I've in Connor. There's no one else. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So, Ed if you had to describe your style of play and the, the way you are as a player in three words, what, what would it be?
1: Uh, Patrick Vieira (laughs) that's two (laughs) better oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) better Patrick Vieira
2: that's very long Ed you've been in the club quite a while Um, if you had to pick one what would you say your biggest achievement is since you've been here
1: I have to pick one. Just one. Can I not pick two? A personal one and a team one. Okay, the team one I'd pick was would be turning the club around and making it a lot better and a more, lot more like a club and something really now that is self-sustaining. I think when when we first started on the project to turn around the club, there used to be about three of us who turn up for committee meetings. That would be um, Mark Caskey, uh, Daryl Ravenberg, uh, Colin, um, a small baked bean can and myself. <laughs> and between us, we'd probably get three of us there at any committee meeting and we'd talk about what we could do about the club and nothing much would happen <laughs> um, because we didn't have much um, leverage to make it happen better in the club and what I think the big turnaround in this club is the number of people who now are actively engaged like yourselves mm. uh, like all the team captains and you've got the stalwarts there like Toff, who God knows how he still has a job yeah, he, uh, he, <laughs> it, if, if his um, employers are listening sack him he's not doing any no he lives and
0: South south
1: basically <laughs> when I ring him up he replies immediately and talks. he'll ring me up on Saturday mornings at some godly hour, uh, hour like 11 o'clock and get me to talk about football. Um, you know, even Luke, who is, you know, I remember him when he was a 15-year-old turning up to play, to train, the most outrageous, outlandish person who was fully in love with Wayne. Uh, <laughs> still is. Still is, and they used to go on photo shoots together and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. It was completely, I don't know why we let him in the club, but now he's a stalwart there, the club captain, run basically runs all all of that side. toff does a ton of stuff. Um, you know, some of the bad boys coming back in. I know Warza was one of the big bad boys in <laughs> the club. Also. And now he's now he's like an elder. Yeah. God knows how that happened. And so and and Liam who's come in and done recruitment. Um as I said, each and every one of the club captains and vice captains, Colin, um there's there's tens, twenties of us now that are running his club and and I'm sure that Toff will agree with me that and Luke will agree with me that we kind of sit back now and watch you guys get on with it yeah. and make it a better club, which is the way it should be so that's my that that would be my highlight on the team side from an individual time. I think the thing that there's been there's been a ton of great times i mean that's why that's why we all play football yeah, because did, yeah the game's brilliant, playing with muckers is brilliant, you know even going away to Crouch Vampires is brilliant. Um, okay, it's not that good, but it's, <laughs> it's better than Suneheim. Yeah. There's other things you could do. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, On a Saturday. Um, the, uh, I suppose the highlights... There's been a lot of highlights, but the biggest highlight, I suppose, was winning a cup with the um, fours uh, in in 2004, said he, looking at his notes. <laughs> Come prepared, 2007, that'll be, sorry. Um, with some of the, uh, I mean, it was completely against mm. um, the odds. We beat a number of club, uh, clubs, teams, which were three or four divisions above us. Um, in the cup final, we were up against a team which was about four divisions above us. Um, we beat them on penalties. And uh, it was a great team with the likes of the young Simon Manners About uh, A really long young Luke um uh Howard and uh, again another young Wayne yeah. Wayne I was gonna say Wayne Rooney there but the other <laughs> Wayne probably <laughs> the worst Wayne uh and um we played some brilliant brilliant football um uh and uh an awesome celebration afterwards. Um, I can't imagine. I no. heard you broke we, the trophy. We broke the trophy. We um, took it around South London with us. Uh, we, we passed it around crowded double-decker buses. We got thrown off the Clapham Grand stage. Um, we were barred from one place because we were all too young, which was, a, again, a personal first where I got refused for of not having my ID with me. Um. It was yeah. No, it was a, a great, a great time for us and for the club.
0: So, some would say that you're a promising player who's not yet hit his peak. Um, how long do you believe that you can continue for, and when do you believe to peak?
1: Well, to give you some history behind it, when I was, um, when I first joined the club, it was after a spell. Um, that when I just left the army, I was thirty. Uh, and I got married the next day after leaving the army. Oh. And part of um, the agreement that we had was that my wife was going to give up smoking and I was going to give up football. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very good and I gave up football. And uh, two weeks later, I was bouncing off the walls like crazy. And my wife begged me to go back and play <laughs> um, and, uh, so ever since then, my family... Have tried to stop me playing football on a number of occasions, particularly after some reasonably serious injuries. Yeah. Um. And but I've always felt that. A, I'm not ready to leave because, the more I play the game, the more I realise it is the most awesome game ever, (laughs) and there is so much to learn, and it's a lifetime's learning to be done. And why would you stop after you got the yeah? Good point. Knowledge, Uh, and secondly, I think it's just worth showing people that you know my dad gave up when he was fifty. Um, and and then, then became an old man Yeah. and uh, now I think that 70 is the new 50 and by the time I get <laughs> there, 80 be the new 50 and I know I have people that I have played with and still play with who are old, a lot older than me and still play yeah. uh, and until they give up I'm not giving up
2: Ed I'm sure in your time here you've scored a fair few goals um, if you had to pick one what would be your favourite goal you've scored?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I can do that one, that's easy. I mean, I'd I just like, first of all, to thank um, an old captain of mine, John Henry. Hopefully he comes back to the club. He's skived off to North London for a while. But uh. he. Um, I managed to score a couple of um, headers on the line uh, and then I couldn't get my hat-trick and it, it was basically, would have been my first hat-trick in the 40 years I've been playing. Uh, and he very very uh, was very, very magnanimous, and when we got a penalty, he allowed me to take the penalty, and not only that, but the guy I was shooting against, who was, I think, a Merton player, Un- uncharacteristically was really nice to me and let me score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, But none of those goals were as good as the one I think that I scored, well, I know I scored for the um, fours in that cup-winning side. Um, and... I was playing with one of the great strikers of the club, um, in Beeson, and for some reason he'd gone out on the wing and he crossed the ball. And you know that all those great ones that Gerard used to score? <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the corner of the box. Well, yeah. I just lashed it into the top right-hand corner and the people <laughs> we were playing with just thought I was, was a ringer. It was just Yeah.
0: So obviously as you listened, last week we had Toff and Luke on, they gave some uh, a long list of some club legends, both for the right reasons and some controversial reasons, um, in your time would you have any legends you'd like to highlight?
1: Well I have to say I did listen to um, Toff and Luke's outrageous podcast last week, uh, where they said some quite cruel things about various people, including myself, um, but <laughs> Toff was very kind to add me to the list of legends, yeah. and, and I'd just like to say that he's wrong, because um, and I was slightly embarrassed that he said that, because in my view, legends are people who um, are, are legends. Yeah, in the past. So, yeah. In the past, well, and, and who we look up to and all that sort of stuff, and, and I've been associated with the club for probably 27 years. But when we're talking legends, if you look at someone like Doug Munford, for instance, who joined the club at the age of 15 uh, in 1936 and was associated with the club for 74 years, and was still uh, active with the club when he was about 90. Um, That's a legend. Yeah. Uh, And Colin is a legend. I know that he doesn't look like he played. He doesn't, he does a lot. And he he has kept, he rescued the club, kept the club together, um, and does a ton of stuff that most of us wouldn't want to do that keeps the club going. Uh, you look at someone like Ralph Salter who sponsors the 7th team. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Salter, I played with him in the 2004 season and he, um, you have to remember at the time he was about 60 um, and he's the most amazing goalkeeper but the thing that's amazing in terms of legendary stuff about him is that he played every single Saturday for 50 years for this club. Yeah. And apart from, and he's a bit ashamed of it. Um, three Saturdays when he had sprained his wrists and as a goalkeeper couldn't play. <laughs> that's
0: like a vital party game, <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's for me that, that for me is a legend. I, I do think there are some important people who may approach legendhood status and I'm very unhappy to say this but Luke and and Toff are probably in there. What they do for the club is um basically keeps it all together and makes it work. Um, I think that um. I clearly Colin has got to be in there and is still working with us and and helping us put push the club forward. But for me, those they, these people are important to the club as are all the all the people who get involved. Um, but they haven't quite earned the legendary status yet.
2: So Ed, over your time here, you've probably played with hundreds and thousands of players and um, different kinds of players with different ability. Um, if you could be a manager for one day and create a squad.
1: Uh, what team would you go with? Okay, well, clearly, um, given club policy, I would select the first team because <laughs> that's the team that we select as our best yeah, players. Imperial, yeah. <laughs> if I want to win, um, but I, you gave me a bit of time before the podcasters to put together a, a, a random list of people who could be in a sort of smorgasbord of players, and I'm gonna move away from some of the real greats who could have. Um, who would really uh, have most of our readership, or wouldn't know who they were? Um, but I'm still going to mix and match a bit, and so in goal, I'd um, I'd have I'd have Rolf. And the reason for having Ralph is Ralph Salter. This is rather than the, the young Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah, no, the uh, no, he's not. The um, <laughs> I think he's quite good. <laughs> no, the, um, the the old Ralph. Uh, you have to see him play because he has one of these very very strange skills um, that not many goalkeepers have and always had it, uh, and that was the ability to slow down time. <laughs> Uh, so he's a bit Dumbledore-like uh, in that when somebody strikes, uh, all of a sudden, all of us, including myself, are running in slow motion. And he's going down in slow motion in precisely the right <laughs> direction. Uh, and the number of saves I've seen him make, he can't get back up. But he, he's fantastic at, at making saves. So he, he would be my goalkeeper. And then I've gone really old school because two of the people, I think, who have learnt the most about their position in my time uh, in South Bank, so very, like, hats off to them, you know precisely what you're going to get uh, and they, have, they are probably my most improved players that I've seen are uh, Tony Thompson and John Henry and they're going to have a big fight as to who goes on the right and the left but <laughs> I did want to include them because I felt that they, of all the players in the club, have you know, the most talented players in the world. <laughs> But they have the right attitude and they have learnt so much. You know what you're going to get and it's solid and dependable. Uh, And then I'm going to be quite controversial in the middle of the back four in that uh, very recently I think Alex Price and uh, Matt, no idea what his second name is, (laughs) um, make a great team, a great pair. uh, And they're young people, young young, uh, kids... Who turn up training every single week? Yeah. Um, they're quite good players already. They they play for the first team. Um, have, have moved up from the seventh team, where of course
0: yeah made their debuts
1: under us. They made debuts under us, and we pretty much taught them everything that they know. <laughs> um, I still haven't forgiven you, Matt, for stealing that goal off me because that would have been <laughs> my one goal for the season. Um, and so I would like them to anchor the midfield in the the, the back, the back line, just because I think they've got the. The talent but also the potential to, to be there then on the wings I'd like to put um, a young Simon Manners, not the one we've got at the moment <laughs> yeah. but Simon Manners on the left wing was unstoppable uh, and his crosses were just I mean some of them were so good they used to go in by mistake <laughs> um, but he was a, he was a a winger of some class and then again for a bit of youth and potential I'd put um Ollie Watson in there not just because he's my son and I love a bit of nepotism um but he's got some talent there that I'd like to say is genetic <laughs> um, but probably is um but he's got some skill and some speed and yeah, and, does. and takes people apart he's rapid uh in the middle I think one of the people I only played with him very briefly but one of the people I most pl- liked playing with because that we were such a good um uh pairing is George Martin who's captain of the threes now. Mm. Um but he's a sensational midfielder yeah, out of the ball. out of my type of style of playing. And then of course no team in the middle would be complete without Pash. Uh he is has and has always been probably the fattest person in the club. Um <laughs> but he gets away with it because his touch is just to, up, yeah. to die for and his vision uh is to die for uh, his distribution is to die for if only he had at some stage stopped eating all of those pies, <laughs> he would have been a sensational player, and we probably wouldn 't have seen him and then Of course, to really provide the muscle and the um, you know the des- destructive part of the team that you need in central midfield, particularly in defensive midfield you couldn 't go you 'd have to put a legend in there, so that would be me <laughs> uh, Thank you very much, toff for your recommendation. <laughs> Uh, then up front, I'm going to go with old style. Um, a chap that not many of you will know, but he does occasionally play for the club still. Um, Ian Beeson. This is a man again. He's got some magic in that. He he was he never he was never a, a a runner. He was never going to sprint and score goals. He just dropped his shoulder and the defender would go the other way, and then he'd walk around them and smack the ball in the net. It's just incredible. What he used to do. And then up against him, someone who's grumpy as anything, but is always there, dependable, he's got a bit of pace on him. If you've ever tried to tackle him, he'll hip-check you and bounce you off, and won't, it won't even budge him. Um, I'd put Lloyd Graham. Um, and then... So that's that's my strike force. Uh, on the bench, I just because... You know, once in a while someone comes along that you really need in a team, and I'd put... And he's probably not quite ready to play particularly high in the club. But anybody who scores five goals against the sevens, uh, yeah. gets moved up, scores another three or four for the sixes, moves up, scores another three for the fives, and then ends up in the fours, still scoring one, two goals a match. He's, some, he's somebody you've got to look yeah. Dark horse, yeah. forward to seeing how he develops. So that'll be Luke Delaney. So congratulations, Luke. Um, and then of course We do One of the crucial things That needs to happen In a team Is that you need people um, And this is a fundamental piece of, Part of the team You need people Who are going to Literally Carry the water bottles And give them to the players On the pitch <laughs> It's and, a crucial um, job And and also to keep the bench warm In case there's some injuries yeah. and For that I've got Toff and Luke Oh yeah I think they've got big asses, Which will be really <laughs> good For um, warming a bench And they know a little bit About carrying Water
0: bottles. Yeah, so that would be my team. That's what I good for. Yeah. I mean, I'd say if if they were to go head to head, your team would would piss all over Luke and Luke and Toff. I think that their team would be hung over come come the Saturday. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't turn up. Tackle would probably drop out again. But um nice. No, uh, that's a very strong side. So every Wednesday, um, obviously head coach take all the training sessions. What kind of philosophy do you try and integrate in our training sessions?
1: Well, I think it's it's been pretty consistent over the last 15-odd years I've been doing it, and the I think the thing that I realised when I started coaching properly, as in started doing all the courses and stuff like that, was actually there's a ton more to the game than you think. Yeah. And there's, I think when you're young, you think that there's only one way to play football, and you get into a way of playing football in the style, and... Lots of tricks and lots of sprints and stuff like that. And it's not till you get slightly older and actually think about what's going on in the actual game that you realise there's a there's a whole layer of of strategy and technique and tactics that you didn't yeah. really appreciate when you were young. And the, the way I like to think about it is that in training is if you want to do tricks and you want to do all of that park stuff, go out and play on the park. If you want to go out and play 11-a-side football and just play games, then the park's the place to do it. And you have a great time. It's very amusing and fun. But if you actually want to learn about the game and you want to get better at the game, you've actually got to take training slightly in, in a different direction. So, again, stuff about touch, about proper technique, about the way that players interact with each other on the pitch. But most of all, a lot of the strategies... And ideas around football are based around um, creation and denial of space. And, and it takes a lot of time to see the pictures, be shown the pictures, to know what the pictures mean to actually start playing well. So my philosophy has always been to try and show people um, those pictures, those techniques, those, um, those, uh, how to develop play, how to use space, how to deny space. Um, and so make better football players. The types of training, in fact, that happens on a day-to-day basis in a club, in a proper club, like a pro club, um, that I've seen in in my professional basis being done, and it's just incredible what gets done and what can be done. And so that's really my philosophy, is to try and introduce that into um, Wednesdays. It's not just about turning up and playing a nice game with a bunch of people, because we do that on Saturdays, do that when we're in the park do that when you play your five or six size stuff yeah
0: so uh, we've been averaging sort of 30 plus members every wednesday is that something that is a, an all time high is that are you impressed with that or
1: yeah and it's um you know it's got better and better when we first started doing proper training at south bank it was by this stage in the season there would be 10 of us probably mm. uh it'd be bitterly cold and and we'd do stuff and it was and it was good and The last few seasons, it's been orders of magnitude above. I think last Wednesday was 32. Um, And some of that is definitely helped by people understanding now that they want to learn a bit more about the game, and so it's worth turning up. Some of it's just down to, I think, again, the change in attitude around the club, as in it's a club, and we want to do well on Saturdays, and we want to be with our mates on a Wednesday night. And and also, we mustn't take away from the fact that some people have stepped up to the plate and helped me coach. I remember at times, you know, you get 60 players turning up wanting to be coached, and if there's one person coaching, it's like, it's like herding cats. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so people like Waza uh, and, and Chappers um, turning and Liam um, and JJ uh, mm. stepping up to the plate and helping out coaching. Yeah, credit to them, yeah. With that number of players, with the numbers of players that we got, you need two or three coaches every Wednesday turning yeah. up, and and those guys have stepped up to the plate played, and we must we should salute the work that they did. hundred
0: percent. Yeah, I mean you've you've uh, you've um, what was I gonna say? You sort of I'll cut this bit out, but um. <laughs> You've, I don't know. I was gonna say because me and you want to do our coaching matters, didn't we? So, mm. sort of. I guess you could say yeah. So you, your coaching has actually sort of inspired us. Harry and I want to want to take on our coaching badges. Start off with our level one and two, obviously, and um, yeah. So we, we can thank all of you for that. So,
1: well, the great thing about a club as well, it is a club, and we need more coaches. We yeah. always need new coaches um, who got because you need people with a bit of energy and a bit of knowledge yeah. and a bit of will to try and help people get better yeah. and. Again, the great thing about a club is if you guys, anybody in the club wants to become a coach uh, and to learn this stuff mm. and help other people learn it, then we're a great vehicle to practice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And to learn and see what can be done and, and, and get tips. And and uh, quite often I'm happy to stand on the side and, and, and go to somebody and say, what do you see? You're looking at these mm. pictures. You're seeing the same pictures as me. What do you see?
0: Yeah.
1: And once you start looking for those pitches, you'll see them, yeah. and you'll be able to coach.
0: Magic. Obviously, once you see it, from your perspective, if you see it, it click in someone else's head after what you've been trying to teach. That must be quite rewarding. Yeah. To be fair,
1: absolutely. And I think you know I, we referred earlier to. I mean, one of the inclusions, strange inclusions there, is John Henry. Sorry,
0: I'm not sure.
2: Ed, you're quite a general in the team. Um, most players will know you um, quite well. What have you made of sort of every single team's performance this season? Just you know, one to
1: sevens. Oh, right. Okay. Um. I. It's been a pretty successful season actually for the club. The the ones started off not so well, um, but I think one of the things. I I'd always say is I think that they suffer from the fact that they didn't turn up for pre season mm. training, um, which a lot of the other teams did and so had good starts. And it makes a big difference. The times in uh, South Bank where the first team have turned up seriously for um pre season, they start off really, really well. Better shape, better condition, um, better knowledge of each other and how they play, better tactics. Um, but I, I do think that um now First team has gel has finally gelled together in the season, and I, I, I think that they could challenge for a promotion now. Um, and you know, again, seminal. I think it was a seminal moment this Wednesday, uh, when uh eleven or twelve first team players turned up for training. Is that's not happened in a while, and it will pay dividends if they carry on doing that. And I, and I think that they could be quite serious challenges for those top two spots. So that's the first team. I think the second team, um, are in a quite high division for them. Mm. Uh, probably because they got promoted a couple of seasons ago. Uh, they will struggle. They have struggled. They had, sorry. They have struggled in the league. I think there's a good chance. Again, they've gelled now. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a good chance that they might survive. Uh, which will be interesting for next year. Um I think a highlight for them is that they're in the quarterfinals of the um, yeah. of the cup and that's you know, that's not that's
0: luck. That's nice big, yeah.
1: Um and they've got they've got some great players in there. I think their main issue has been gelling together and playing as a bunch as a team rather than a bunch of individuals. Um the third team I haven't really seen play much. Again, they're in the highest division that they can be. Started off really well, winning loads of matches. They'll be mid mid table, which is really, really good yeah, for the club. Yeah, it's in the, the fact that the threes are in their top division and middle of the table is is pretty epic. The fourth team again started off well, they tailed off a bit, uh, but they're coming back again. Their their spirit, their team spirit is awesome. Yeah. Um I again I haven't seen them play recently, but I hear nothing but good stuff about the style of of play. Uh, and some of the um, progression of some of the players within that side. So I've got high hopes for them. I have seen the fifteen play under Andy. And I think, as you rightly pointed out last year, one of their strengths is that they've taken the old sixes team and kept them together, Yeah. Um, strengthened up a bit with Connor. um, But that team, I've played against them a couple of times now. Um, as long as they don't panic like they do against...
0: Yeah, they uh, do. Seems <laughs> to
1: panic against the sixes, yeah. <laughs> against the sixes twice, um, they've got the they've got the skills and they've got the players, but you know. And again, I watched them play against Civil Service, who was the second bottom in the league, and mm. and drew two all. Again, it's just when they when they panic, they play like a bunch of individuals. When they're on their game and they're feeling confident, they're they're clearly a uh, force to be reckoned with, and mm. I mean really really they should win that league they're, they're well ahead in this yeah. part of the season now they should yeah they've got a good cup run together I think they're quarterfinals as well both both cups both early. cups quarterfinals so you know they may they may suffer from a bit of of um, fixture overhang um and, and tiredness maybe but but um hats off particularly to Andy and Connor for getting that team going and they've yeah. made a, a good effort there um the sixes i've played with the sixes quite a bit now i think it's a very nice uh well balanced side um that as i said doesn't have any superstars in it but yeah. and so as and has learnt to play as a really good unit yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got some um great midfield players of course because i'm in there <laughs> um, it's um but it's not um, it's Happy to play from the back, and again, a sixes side playing from the back really, mm. uh, and for me, that's a mark of a team a team that's confident enough to play from the back. Yeah, it takes and, a lot. Yeah, and doesn't chew each other's head off when there's some mistake made and carries on playing from the back. That's the and, and plays under pressure, one touch football under pressure. That's the mark of a sort of side side that shouldn't be playing sixes. So I've, again, I've got good hopes for them, and if they have a good run out, particularly tomorrow. And push on from there. There's a good chance that they might get into those top two.
0: Yeah, no reason why not.
1: Um, And they're very unlucky not to be in the cup, Um, as I said. Uh, sevens, I've played a few games with them again. It's Best of luck. Some of the stuff that, you know, that game that we played against the um, City of London was a good example of... Yeah, fighting spirit. Fighting spirit, coming from 2-0 down against some, actually a player-for-player player side, better side. Um and putting together passes and, mm. and again that training is really showing through about you know just realising it's about yeah. space and creation and denial of space and once you get that into your game it becomes very difficult at that level to yeah. beat a side like that that knows that so a ton of I mean you look at the goals scored by the sevens. yeah some, some well, it's probably it's, I think it's one of the higher ones in the in the league and you could do with a bit of tightening up at the back
0: we could, yeah, definitely. Um so in a couple of weeks, twenty sixth of January, we've got a cup quarter final ourselves. Have yeah. you got any advice for us? It's against the um civil service side that the fives drew with.
1: Well I think that um I think the sevens have an advantage and that's kind of the advantage that we had when we played in that game against City of London, mm-hmm. is that it's easy to underestimate that side. And it underestimates its fighting spirit its ability to score goals. I would like to see it tighten up a bit at the back. I mean, any team that's got six and is has a goal difference of six and <laughs> is second in the league, there's something going <laughs> on there. Um so there's a there's a bit of tightening up to be done at the back and maybe we don't um aren't fit enough to come, come back enough from the front and yeah. probably overcommit a bit to the front. But I think I think that team could um be any any side that it comes up against. Um on on the basis of the fact that, you know, with the players you've got up front, there's there's a goal, there's goals. Confident, in. yeah. And then if you can get the goals and then just shore it up a bit, yeah. Okay. I think that's not a bad, it's not a bad, um, shot. But you just shouldn't be frightened against, mm. going up against a team that's clearly um, the favorite. <laughs> uh, being confident that you can win it. Um, getting in there and yeah. scoring
0: a goal and then just going for it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We, uh, we've Yeah, got three very big games consecutive weeks. We've got Salesians tomorrow. Um, They're unbeaten. They've not lost a game this season. Yeah. it would be good to uh, try and put them to bed. HSBC, top of the league next week. We're two points off the top so a win would take us above them and actually top of the league. And also, like I say, the cup court final the week after. So, very big few weeks ahead and uh, we need to try and grind some results out. Well,
1: I think it's great for the club as well to have a... a but, and we keep on coming back to it, sixes and seven side, that, you know, when the days gone by would have been a fours or five sides probably. Um, probably, I might be pushing it a bit too far, but I've never seen sixes and sevens teams play like these two two at the moment. They're actually playing proper football rather than part football. Ed, just
2: before we wrap things up, uh, is there anything like you'd like to say and mention?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's important to put where we are in context. And and for me, one of the really sad things about amateur football, um, given what a fantastic game it is and what a great leveler it is and a great way of meeting people and and having fun with people, is that in a a way, amateur football at our level is dying. And you look at some of the clubs around us and they're losing teams uh, season after season and we are in a very, very lucky position as a club in that we have a bunch of volunteers who are driving this club forward. And it's very strange to have clubs in our league that are actually adding teams to the roster. And we we're very, very close to adding another team. I mean, we added the 7th team a couple of years ago. Um, or it might have been last season. It was last season. Yeah, they joined in October. And, you know, we're right on the cusp of putting an 8th team out. Um, and, and that is... Something that we as a club should value, we shouldn't take for granted, but we should also be proud of the fact that as a bunch of individuals, we've come together as a club to create something that's vibrant enough that people want to be in it, yeah. uh, and, and want to join, um, and we should celebrate that.
0: I'd just like to say a quick thank you to Ed and to Harry, and uh, thanks for your time and for having us, it was a, it was a pleasure.
2: Thank you, Ed, for hosting us, and um, happy for us next week, one.
1: And thank you very much for having me on your show. I I look forward to hearing how you edit um the bits about Toff and Luca. <laughs> <laughs>